Welcome back to Foster.Minnesota's Let's Talk, a podcast that brings you valuable resources for prospective and current adoptive and foster families, as well as professionals. My name is Chris, and I'm an education coordinator at Foster.Minnesota. And I'm Sunny, also an education coordinator here at FAM. Sunny, we've been talking back to school for the last few recordings, and we'll wrap up the topic on a bit of a different note. Today, we'll take our listeners behind the scenes of FAM's back to school shopping event. Oh, I'm excited to talk about that. I've heard great things about this event. So, Chris, who do we have with us today? We have two guests today, our very own Kim Sakai from FAM and Emily Lay, who is a child-specific recruiter. Welcome, Kim and Emily. Please tell our listeners a little bit about what you do. Well, this is Kim, and I am the Outreach and Recruitment Manager at Foster.Minnesota, so my job is to raise awareness for the need for foster adoptive families. I'm Emily Lay. I'm a child-specific recruiter at North Homes, and in my role, I do intensive efforts to locate an adoptive resource for children in foster care. Well, awesome. Welcome, both of you. Yeah, so it's good to have you both with, with us today, so let's get started. Kim, can you please share how the Back to School event started and when? Well, we just finished our fifth annual back to school shopping event. And my job as a recruiter is to raise awareness for the need for foster and adoptive families. And when I learned more about the children in foster care who are waiting for adoption and the need for awareness in the communities, it seemed like a win-win situation. So the shopping event makes a difference for the children and youth who participate. Children in foster care don't have a lot of choices. They don't have a choice on where they live. They don't have a choice on if they're in foster care. Um, but being able to shop with a $200 gift card gives the kids an opportunity to pick, pick things out of their choice that they normally wouldn't be able to, like, you know, new clothes, new shoes, tech gear. We just started a grassroots outreach um, to people in our community. And we also started a 5K. So that also um, brings people into into learning more about foster care and adoption while um, getting some exercise. And all of that money also goes towards the back to school shopping event. Oh, that's awesome. So how and when, besides the 5K, do you fundraise? And how much do you need? What is your goal typically? Well, in the five years, our, our goal has always been 200, or I'm sorry, to have 200 kids shop for back to school, which is $40,000. And the first year, um, not quite 60 kids were able to shop for the back to school event. And in the last three years, 200 have been able to shop. So we've raised $40,000 each of the last three years. Um, it's been really helpful having the 5K in there as well. But we've already opened up the fundraising for the, the back, the sixth annual back to school shopping event. So that's already open and you can go to our, can go to our get involved page on our website, but we do start talking about it early. So if your organization would like to learn more about foster kinship or adoption, um, I can do a presentation and then share more about how you can get involved. And that's, I do rotary clubs and lions clubs and community organizations just to bring everybody um, to learn more about it. And then everybody wants to get involved at that point. So that's where we get a lot of our donations. Um, it is a complete grassroots effort. So I do send out a lot of emails as well. Um, <laughs> we also 
promoted on our um, social media pages. So we get a lot of support that way as well. Do you get a lot That's of smaller great. donors as well as, as big donors? That's mostly what we have. It really is where people, um, we had one time somebody donated $10 and really everything adds up. So um, I've done a Facebook birthday party. So that's a kind of a fun thing to do. Um, we've done jewelry parties. We've also done community event nights at restaurants where everybody can, you know, again, learn a little bit about it. Um, they, they get little flyers, information about foster.minnesota. And then all of the money from that event, then we'll go to the back to school shopping event. So how do you select the youth who get to shop? So it's for children who are eligible for adoption um, and that it is school age kids. So kindergarten um, through senior and high school. And then it's been we've been really lucky because we haven't had to say no to anybody. The people that are signed up, we we find a way we've raised enough money to provide that shopping opportunity. That's awesome. And um I'm really looking forward to our transition to hear from Emily about the youth she works with because she's been on her. How many times have you been shopping with with youth now? Um, I did it last year and then this year is my second year going out. So I'd say I've probably taken 10 youth out with their gift cards in between last year and this year. Pretty cool. So how old are the youth? that you work with? Um, typically the youth that I work with range in age from six up to 17. Um, but right now a majority of the youth on my caseload are within the 13 to 17 year old age range. Um, and I took a 13, 14, 15 and a 17 year old out this year. So all teens. <laughs> all teens all the time. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> So what are some of the reactions you've had when they find out they can go shopping for themselves? Um, they're usually, they're always very excited. They're very grateful and thankful for the opportunity um, because, you know, a lot of times these kids don't have money that they can truly call their own and do kind of whatever they want with it. So um, it's a pretty exciting thing for them to be able to participate in and, um, one of them, one of the kids that I work with, he's never called me like just to talk on the phone about anything, but he did call me a couple times to check in about the gift card and when he was <laughs> going to be getting the gift card because he had some things that he wanted to buy. So it, it was nice to hear from him <laughs> and to, to hear his excitement about the event. Sounds oh, like he good. had a little list all ready to go. <laughs> yeah, he was prepared. He was very strategic about, about what he wanted to do with it. Oh, I love it. So um, do you have a favorite story or two you'd like to share? Um, yeah. So I will say off the bat, it's it's a pretty humbling experience to be able to participate with this in the kids. Um it's it's humbling in the way that I could be given $200 and spend it pretty instantly, you know, without having to think too much about what I'm spending it on or when I'm going to get $200 again. Um, but when I go shopping with the kids, that's not really the case for them. They're really thoughtful about how and where they're spending the money. Um, and they're actually really good at budgeting it, too, so that they can make sure they're able to get everything that they want. Um, I've noticed that there's 
<laughs> there's usually a bit of going back and forth between stores when we're shopping because they'll see something that they want at one store, but they want something else at a different store. So they're like, okay, if I have money left over after the next thing I get, we'll come back and I'll get it. Um, so I think that's pretty humbling. And it's also pretty impressive that the thought that they put into it, I think um, some of these kids will be good, like future finance people or accountants <laughs> or something, um, just because they are really thoughtful and they're good at keeping track of, of what they're spending it on. Um, it's also humbling for me because I, I'm doing this with the kids and I'm thinking back to when I would go shopping, um, with the adults in my life for back to school and my mom or my grandma would hold something up and be like, oh, isn't this cute? And I'd be like, ew, I would <laughs> never wear that. <laughs> like, you're crazy. Um, so now I'm in the role of being the adult that has no style, like trying to help them <laughs> find something that they want to buy. And they're like, dude, that is so not me. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> noted. <laughs> I'm not being helpful right now. Um, so that's also pretty humbling. Um, and then I also like at the end of the shopping trips with the kids that I go with, I usually try to get a picture of them with all of their bags and stuff just to see like a physical representation of what the gift card got them. Um, and it's it's pretty funny. I took a picture of one of my kids and he was just like covered in bags, like from his legs up to his chest because he was sitting in my car. So it, it gets them a lot. And it's really cool to see what what it really all goes towards at the end. Perfect. Well, it sounds like you might not be so hip, I guess, with your suggestions and stuff huh <laughs> no not as hip as I I was thinking in my head that I was I was like I think I have a pretty good grip on what the kids like but <laughs> I yeah. guess I'm falling out of touch it's well, probably not even hip to say hip anymore well, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, my, my niece I said hip to her recently and she says you know that's not a thing right people don't say that anymore <laughs> noted <laughs> So what are some of the trends for the 2023 school year now that you're up to speed with all the teens? Yeah, now that I've gotten schooled by all of them, <laughs> um, something I've noticed this year for kids is that um, like big headphones are coming back, like the headphones that look like earmuffs kind of, um, they're coming back into style. I think AirPods are still kind of up there, but a lot of the kids want headphones that cover their whole ear. Um, which I think is is interesting. That was kind of a trend when I was a kid too, but it's coming back. So that's pretty cool. Um, fidgets and poppets are pretty popular. A lot of the kids that I work with use some of the money um, that they get to put towards um, like squish balls or the, the poppets so they can have something to do with their hands and stuff while they're in class to kind of keep them stimulated and able to pay attention. Um, and this year, I, I have a lot of teen girls that I'm going out shopping with. So um, makeup, fancy skincare products, stuff like that are really, really popular and crucial for them to have. So. <laughs> um, right, you must be exhausted. <laughs> yeah, it is a lot. <laughs> exhausted, and but it, it seems like... Um just reading you right now, it seems like it also energizes you. Yeah, it is fun. It's, I think it's working with teenagers, I think is a really good way to keep myself like feeling sort of young and like in the loop. And 
um, it's really cool just to be able to connect with them in a deeper, a deeper way, I guess. Very cool. And thanks for sharing that side of, of this program too. It's, you know, good for people who are donating or want to donate, um, just hearing how things happen on the ground. Mm-hmm. Of course. So if someone listening wants to get involved, can you tell us how they can do so? Or do you have any other last thoughts before we go? Well, I can help you, especially if you have a group that I can speak to. That's super helpful because again, you, my my thought is the more we involve, the more we evolve and the more we can expand this program. There's almost 700 kids in foster care um, that are in need of a permanent home that could participate in this program. And so it would be awesome to extend it more than 200 people or 200 kids and youth that can be involved. Um, And that's just by sharing, sharing the need for more funds for this type of uh, event. Um, I will say too that last year when I was just starting in this role and I heard about the back to school shopping event for the first time, I thought it was um, a really cool opportunity for the kids. And I, I just want to express that after doing it with the kids and hearing their um, gratitude for the program, it's definitely, definitely a shared, shared feeling that they really benefit from it. And it really is put to, to good use. So the donations are very much appreciated. I remember one of the um, social workers had said in the past, she said, Normally, there's so many strings attached when a child is given, like you had said, Emily, there's typically not this much opportunity to make the choices, but there's always strings attached and there's not a lot. So um, one of the um, shopping events, a guy got to go out and get magic cards and where he lived, they had a magic card group that got together, but he couldn't afford magic cards, so he never got to participate. So he was able to get a cool new pair of shoes and then also buy magic cards so he could join that club on Thursday nights and participate. So it's things that bring confidence and um, inclusivity, I guess. Yeah, it's story. so cool to hear that they just get to pick out what they want. It's new. It's their idea. Thankfully, not Emily's fashion sense, but um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's just great. And it's just like a big thank you card too to all of the donors and and workers and everyone who participates in all of this every year. So there's a lot of work, but a lot of happiness and joy at the end of it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, I just want to thank you both for sharing your stories. Um, thanks for being with us, Kim and Emily. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. If you'd like to contact Kim about making a donation, her email address is K, letter K, S A. C-A-Y at fosteradoptmn.org. That's K-Sakai at fosteradoptmn.org. I would like to share with our listeners that Foster Adopt Minnesota has a program called HELP that offers a warm line to resources for adoptive, foster, and kinship families, as well as professionals. The HELP program also provides a network of adoption-competent, trauma-informed therapists statewide. Please go to our website, fosteradoptmn.org, and click on HELP to check it out. Thank you so much for joining us for Let's Talk. Please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to our podcast and tune in again soon.